0: Tradcast Express. Tradcast Express. It's Monday, december sixth, twenty twenty one. Today the Argentinian apostate Jorge Bergoglio, also known by his moniker Pope Francis, returned from his apostatic excuse me, from his um, apostolic journey to Cyprus and Greece which had begun this past Thursday. As you can probably imagine, he had a lot to say. And yes, I sacrificed myself and read all of it. So please join me now in a little bit of Advent penance as we look at some of what he said. Let's begin with his address to priests, consecrated persons, deacons, catechists, ecclesial associations and movements of Cyprus. This was on December 2nd. As always, of course, he couldn't resist the temptation to speak in metaphors, figures of speech, because they make for great headlines, require no theology, and admit of different interpretations. Besides, when you have nothing of substance to say, a metaphor can quickly come to the rescue. Listen to this. Quote, Thanks to the presence of many of our migrant brothers and sisters, it, the church, appears as a polychrome people, a true point of encounter between different ethnicities and cultures. This face of the church reflects Cyprus's own place in the European continent, it is a land of golden fields, an island caressed by the waves of the sea, but above all else, a history of intertwined peoples, a mosaic of encounters. The Church, as Catholic, universal, is an open space in which all are welcomed and gathered together by God's mercy and invitation to love. Unquote. Mm. Actually, no. The Church does not welcome all people. She only welcomes those who are at least open to being Catholics, open to conversion. She does not, for example, welcome those who are publicly scandalous and have no intention of amending their ways. Those, in fact, she excludes and excommunicates, not because she is hateful, but because she is loving. And such an expulsion of a publicly unrepentant great sinner is often the last resort, the only means left, to get him to repent. So, the Church's exclusion of those who obstinately refuse to do the minimum necessary to be accepted in the Church is actually a mercy towards such souls. But Chaos Frank continues, quote, Walls do not and should not exist in the Catholic Church. Let us never forget that, unquote. Mm. Wrong again. In fact, you cannot have a building without walls. Just bridges aren't going to cut it. In fact, if you remove walls, if you remove borders and boundaries, you know what happens? Everything dissolves. whether it be a country, a building, a society, or even a cell in a living organism, if you erase that which defines and constricts it, it begins to dissolve. It begins to die. You can see that in something as simple as an egg. If you fry an egg in your pan, what happens when you rupture the liquid yolk? See, that's what I mean. It disintegrates. You know why there are walls in the Catholic Church? Because there are walls also in the kingdom of heaven. As Christ warned us, Then the king said to the waiters, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the exterior darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's Matthew twenty-two thirteen. The only way you can distinguish the exterior from the interior is with a wall, with some kind of border, boundary, perimeter. In the story with Lazarus and the rich man, it's a chasm that can't be overcome, as we read in Luke 16.26. See, it's funny, but Francis remembers all that very well when it comes to things he condemns, like the mafia not helping the poor and so on. Then he suddenly remembers that we will be judged on how we treated others and that not everyone is going to find himself inside, but some outside of heaven. Oh, and didn't he just recently, effective October 1st, bar people from entering Vatican City if they don't have the so-called Green Pass? Talk about excluding people. And if I'm not mistaken, the people at the checkpoints who vet you for that green pass, I'm pretty sure they carry weapons, you know, the kind that Francis likes to condemn. Anyway, the uh, false pope has a few more words of wisdom for us. He also says, quote, None of us has been called here to proselytize as preachers. Never. Proselytism is sterile and does not give life." Unquote. You know the way Francis talks you'd think that his church is full of people proselytizing making converts left and right and hammering people with thou shalts and thou shalt nots. This proselytism thing is a boogeyman. It doesn't exist at least not to any extent worth mentioning, okay? Much less condemning. And yet he constantly has his trap open about it. Make no mistake, this guy is constantly proselytizing for his own ideology. It's just that his ideology seeks to dissolve the gospel. And one of the ways he does that is by telling people not to preach it. But that is itself a preaching of his own anti-gospel. Secondly, Francis's claim that proselytism is sterile and doesn't give life— is another one of those many little dogmas he just makes up and repeats again and again, hoping that people will believe it just because he says it, and says it often, and with assertiveness. The truth is that proselytism worked great for the apostles, for example. In Acts 2, 40 and 41, we read, And with very many other words did he, St. Peter, testify and exhort them. And there were added in that day about 3,000 souls. So here sacred scripture tells us not only that St. Peter preached to the Jews, telling them what to believe and what to do, right, how to act, but also that he was successful in doing so. And it even gives a number of the converts made about 3,000 souls in one day. Some years back, Francis chastised someone who told him that she'd made a number of converts to Catholicism. You know, triumphalism and all that. Yeah. The truth is, Francis doesn't want converts. He doesn't want anyone coming to Catholicism for objective and rational reasons. At most, he wants people to convert based on encounter, feelings, experience... Whatever, soup kitchen togetherness or something. Because then it's got a subjective foundation. And if it's based on something subjective, then it can easily be integrated into a big interreligious whole that allows each person his own subjective experiences and traditions while allowing other people theirs. And that is a perfect foundation for the big-tend universal Freemasonic religion in which everyone is included because we're all brothers and sisters, and ultimately we all believe in the same God who manifests himself in different traditions and desires this diversity of belief as an expression of his wisdom. That is the perverted anti-gospel Francis has been promoting. And he's using the poor and the needy as pawns, to give this false gospel an air of charity and legitimacy, when in actual fact he cares nothing for these people's eternal welfare, only for their bodily needs. But what doth it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul? Francis is a criminal, a spiritual criminal. Next, Francis repeats one of his favorite half-truths, Namely, that God never tires of forgiving. Now, that is a very dangerous thing to say in our times and circumstances. Certainly, God will always forgive a soul who is sufficiently supernaturally contrite for his sins. And in fact, he goes out of his way to draw souls to such repentance. God is definitely not outdone in mercy and forgiveness, and yes, that is something that should be told to people, specifically to individual pious souls who are discouraged, who perhaps are tempted by despair, and, you know, things like that. However, this is not something you can tell a soul who is lax, who doesn't have a good grasp of the seriousness of sin— someone who's presumptuous, and so on. In fact, to tell people indiscriminately that God never tires of forgiving and then leaving it at that is tantamount to encouraging them to keep sinning. And that is exactly what Francis is continually doing. Look at the state of our world today, especially the decadent post-Christian West. If there is one thing this world doesn't need to hear more of, it's that God always forgives. It's completely the wrong message. This world needs to hear about God's justice, that eternal condemnation is real, that most of humanity is on its certain way there, unless there is genuine conversion, that God cannot be mocked, that God will avenge man's crimes against him, especially blasphemy, apostasy, heresy, and the murder of the unborn. And the fact that in the end, no one will get away with anything. That is the message this world needs to hear. We don't need any more sermons on tenderness and caresses, on closeness and mercy. I'm sorry, but there's still more from the Frankster. Let's briefly go to the address he gave on December 3rd in the Eastern Orthodox Cathedral in Nicosia, Cyprus. There, the apostate Jesuit said, quote, the gospel is not handed on by communication, but by communion, unquote. Now, what an idiotic thing to say, right? You know, If he'd said that the gospel is not only handed on by communication, that would have been perfectly fine. But no, smart Alec Bergoglio, of course, says it's not handed on by communication at all. Really now? Let's see what St. Paul says about that. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Faith then cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ." That's a quote from Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 17. It should be pretty obvious that if you've been charged with transmitting the doctrine of Jesus Christ, then at some point, somehow, you're going to have to communicate. Which is, of course, exactly what the apostles did. Read the Acts of the Apostles and then tell me with a straight face that the gospel wasn't handed on by communication. Oh, and by the way, isn't the gospel kind of a precondition for communion? How can you be in a supernatural common union if you don't first communicate the gospel? But hey, no, not according to Francis. The gospel isn't handed on by communication. Which raises the question, if he has nothing to communicate why does he talk so much? TratCast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at TratCast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.